Welcome to The John Chapman Show, where we talk about retirement readiness, strategies to help you grow and preserve your wealth so that you get the most from life with the money you do have. Are you on track? John is an employee of WorthPoint LLC. All opinions expressed by John and podcast guests are solely their own opinion and do not necessarily reflect the opinion of WorthPoint. This podcast should not be relied upon for investment decisions and is for informational purposes only. Hey, hey, everyone. John Chapman here, and I'm joined again by my co-host, Erica Maryhew. And Erica, what a perspective we have gone through. We're now almost 12 months since the stock market fell over 30% in three weeks last year of March of 2020. It's now March of 2021. And on today's episode, I want to talk about a shift in perspective, a shift in perspective. And what I'm thinking about, Erica, is, you know, as humans, we almost always enter in a money conversation from either an angle of fear or greed. And that's just part of how we're wired. And last year, we felt a lot of greed. And especially on behalf of my clients, I know they did. Our money went down. We had no idea what the future was going to be like. Millions of people lost their jobs. And fast forward like four or five months, you know, September, August, uh, September, October, November, December, the market came roaring back. There was all of this stimulus money injected. People started to get new jobs. And then there was a switch. It was like a, a greed switch. It was, gosh, if my stocks could only just keep outperforming or if my next job could just have a higher salary than what my previous job did. And while we may never get completely away from a fear and greed mentality, I want to offer something to our audience today, Erica, that is a small, small thing, but it's also really profound. And it's, it's this, as a Christian, I believe God owns it all. God owns it all. He owns our house, our money, our bodies, our time. And that perspective is so fundamentally important because it takes us now to not just fear and greed, but it takes us to stewardship, stewardship. God owns it all, not just me. And so I think today we should dive into a couple of the implications on that, but maybe Erica, just hit us with a little bit of scripture. I want to, I never want to kind of get off of that. So what does the Bible have to say about the fact that God owns it all? Yeah. Well, thanks again, John, for having me. Yeah. I think, I think something so important is starting off with truth and then having that trickle it down from there. So the first truth that comes to my mind is God created the earth, the universe, the animals, the plants, the solar system. It even says so in Psalm 24, one, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. And the second truth that I want to bring up is this idea that not only do we get to walk on this beautiful earth God created, but he actually created our body and spirit. You know, our bodies are made up by him to work, to function so that we can live and breathe in this beautiful world. In 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20, it says, do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor your God with your bodies. Mm, and so. I, I just love that. Okay, so we are, we're in our bodies, a gift from God. We're able to walk on this beautiful earth. And then the third point that I want to bring up is God has the power to give the wealth that we actually do have. Mm. Um, he's the one, he's the one that gives us the ability to earn money in the first place. All of our giftings, our skills, the intellect that we have to even drive a car to our jobs and be able to provide our finances all come from him. 
And I think that just gives me such a humble perspective that God is the clear giver of these things. And the beautiful piece and the most humble part about it is that not one of these pieces are owed to us, nor are they even deserving of these things. And yet this wonderful God that we have delights in granting us his creation, his temple and his power. And I just, I can't help, but ask the question, all right, if our money comes from God, then shouldn't he have a say in how it's used? <laughs> yeah, most definitely. Well, I think uh, he does have a say. And, uh, you know, and he, it makes me think too, Erica, even for those maybe that they're listening, and this is the first time they've heard this, or, you know, if they don't feel like they, they identify as a Christian, I still would actually challenge people to, to just wear this perspective or, you know, put on this baseball cap for a second and, and work through this. Because I actually think there's there's some some powerful perspective shifts. And, and I actually think that... Um, y- actually experiencing more financial freedom can come from this perspective when you realize that you don't actually own it and we're just temporary managers of it. And so, okay, there's three things I want to touch on for our conversation today, just from some perspective shifts. One is this idea of responsibility. Hmm. The second is this idea of gratitude and humbleness. And then third is this idea or perspective of accountability. Right. Okay. So we're going to revisit all three of these. It's responsibility, gratitude, and accountability. Mm -hmm. So as I'm thinking about uh, responsibility, I I can't help but think of this image, Erica, of like a store owner and a general manager. So my first job in high school, I was like uh, 16. I had just gotten my license and my dad wanted me to get a part-time job over the summer. And I worked at Albertsons. And truthfully, I actually, I I hated the job at the time. But, you know, looking back, dad always said I would get a lot out of it. And, 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 you know, unfortunately, I, I really did get a lot out of it. So I think about the store owner of that Albertsons, excuse me, the, the general manager, excuse me, the general manager of that Albertsons, those boxes of Cheerios, you know, the mayonnaise, the cleanliness of the aisles, that wasn't his store, but he was the manager of it. Yeah. And it, it fundamentally changed how he showed up for work and how he was dressed and how he treated the store. And, you know, I think that's important to just think about what's my responsibility to the things that I have been entrusted with, my home and my family and my job and my money? What's my responsibility and how can I show up for God in that way and and do the best with the resources that he's entrusted to me? Yeah, I love that. That reminds me of a quick story. I remember being at church with my husband not too long ago, and he had it on his heart to give away a certain amount of money for an organization that they were talking about. And my husband just said, Hey, I have this number in my head. Erica, just pray, pray through it. See what God reveals to you. And long story short, I was in my car and God pretty much responded by saying, Hey, Erica, it's okay. If you give away my money. And it was just Mm. this, Hey, I'm giving you this responsibility. I've given you the money in your bank account. Now go from there and be responsible with it. Mm. Um, And God has entrusted me with that. Reminds me of a really sweet story. My daughter now is six, but when she was about three years old, every year she asks for a little baby doll every year, no matter how old she is, it's a doll. She wants a doll. And she's the only child. So of course I, I ask her cousin to come over. And the first thing her cousin does is take that doll away from Lucy. Of course, right? And of course, a a natural three-year-old response would say, mine, mine, that's my doll. Give it back. Give it back. And as embarrassed as I was as a parent to witness my only, my only child, you know, not be able to share as well as I'd like her to, it actually gave me some perspective when I look in the mirror 
And I ask myself, does that how, is that how God sees me? When my my husband says, Hey, pray about this number. I want us to give this amount. My first reaction is no, 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 no. That's my money and my bank account. And I want that control because somehow that makes me feel safer. And, you know, I think, you know, we have this entitlement that, you know, I, I don't want to give money because it might hurt the bank account. And I would argue that maybe we aren't giving enough if it doesn't hurt just a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, the the thing about uh, your story about Lucy just makes me laugh because I can't help but think, and this is sort of in the imaginary part of my brain, you know, there you are looking at Lucy like, Five seconds ago, you didn't actually own that. I just gave it to you as a parent. Yes. Like, can you just be yes. a little bit more gracious and share with your child? And I'm saying that jokingly because I fall into this too. Because, you know, I've like three years ago, I changed jobs. And I didn't do that on my own. Like God gave me the the chance and the opportunity to change jobs. And then I sort of walked into my new job. Like here I am, I've got this new cool job. This is how quick I am to fall into this trap. And that's why I I said at the beginning, and I want to just reiterate, this is a daily reminder to ask myself, who owns this? Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. You're right. I'm reminding myself, God owns it. I want to be responsible with this. I want to be gracious and have gratitude and I want to be accountable. So let's talk about the last implication Mm -hmm. and, you know, being accountable to God is similar to the scripture verse you talked about earlier, but it makes me think about the parable of the talents. What's my goal ultimately with this? I want God to be able to say something like, well done, good and faithful servant. Mm -hmm. Well done, good and faithful servant. It kind of gives me chills even just thinking about it, Erica. I I feel as if I'm going to have to give an account for how I spent my money (laughs) and how I built my business and how I helped clients. And, And that makes a pretty big difference. I mean, think about it when you're at home and you're by your yourself and you're doing stuff around the house. I know this because at, at you know, at certain times uh, when I was a bachelor, I didn't keep the, uh, the best kept house. Uh, and then I got married and then who had the best, you know, who had the cleanest house? It was me because I knew my wife was going to expect um, and hold me accountable for doing that. And so in the same way, I, I think that we should remember that there is some accountability. Well, there is accountability that God wants to hold us to. And, and I just think that helps with all these small decisions that we bump up against to ask ourselves, okay, let's, 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 let's do the right thing here, whatever that may be uh, yeah. in, in this specific context. I, I love asking myself this question. If I'm not willing to be obedient and accountable with what I have now, why would God entrust me with any more? you know, this practice of obedience to Christ and this accountability that he gives us. It's, it's an act of worship. Worship is this acknowledgement of who God is. Right. And I love asking, or even telling myself and in a humble posture, Erica, just so you know, God doesn't need my money. (laughs) He is going to get his work accomplished and move forward, whether or not I choose to be involved in his plan. And I think that's where we're given the opportunity and privilege to use his money, an act of faith that God's word is true and essentially an expression of his love. That's awesome. And I think uh, just just to recap on this, and as we come to a close, Erica, it's a daily reminder. I encourage everybody out there, maybe if you've got to keep a journal or if you keep a to-do list checklist, I challenge you. Actually, you know what? I challenge you every day for the next five days to wake up and, and ask yourself, who owns this? Who owns my time? Who owns my business? Who owns my money? And and that way you can remind yourself, you know what? God owns it all. Okay. Yeah. And so I want to be, I want to work hard on his behalf and I want to be responsible. 
to my, my clients or my job. And, and I want to be grateful for the fact that I couldn't, I didn't earn this. I didn't, I don't deserve any of this. And I can even give a little bit more away because I'll always be taken care of to some, to some extent. And then last, I'm going to be held accountable and I'm going to have to give an account for everything that I did. And I think if you do that, I, I really believe you're going to experience a greater level of financial freedom because you're going to be less stressed out about just looking at life through a prism of fear and greed and mine, mine, mine. So yes, yes. I love that. Yeah. I, everything that you said, I feel like I need that daily reminder. So thank you so much. All right. Good. Erica. Hey, thanks for joining me again. And we'll see you back here next week. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, John. Thanks for tuning in to The John Chapman Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or Spotify. We encourage your questions, comments, and feedback. For additional information, check out thejohnchapmanshow.com or look for John on LinkedIn and Twitter. See you next week.